It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as promised, uh, we're going to bring in our good friend, independent pollster, Scott Rasmussen, joining us. And uh, Scott, uh, one, thanks for joining us. And uh, everyone's been trying to kind of do the prognostication now on the what will be the uh, Biden-Harris administration. Uh, you took uh, your pen to task there to kind of look at what it could look like or what it might look like uh, coming up here as it launches uh, just about a month from now. Well, you know, and Boyd, it's great to be with you. And one of the advantages of reaching a certain age is you can look back over a whole bunch of elections. And I, I see a lot of similarities between the results in 2020 and what happened in the very first presidential election I got to vote in back in the bicentennial year of 1976. Um, both those elections took place in difficult economies. The, the difficulties were caused by external events. You know, this year, obviously, the pandemic. Back in the 70s, it was the first Arab oil embargo. And I got to tell you, as a teenage boy, when the price of gas at the pump went almost overnight from 20-something cents a gallon to over a dollar, it had a big impact on me, and it obviously had a big impact on the economy. Uh, both elections in 76 and this most recent one followed huge midterm years for the Democrats. Both followed the election of controversial Republican presidents. Um, and in both cases, early in the year, it looked like it was going to be a huge year for the Democratic Party. And in the end, uh, Jimmy Carter in 1976 hung on to win the popular vote by about three or four points. Uh, Joe Biden did a little better than that. But, um, you know, kind of a disappointment for the Democrats both this year and back then uh, in terms of their House and Senate performance. And the reason I go through all this is Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter, the people who were there in 1976, uh, really were transition presidents. Um, And what they did was pave the way for a guy named Ronald Reagan to come and be the most influential uh, president since FDR. And I think we're, you know, there's a good opportunity that could happen this time around. Yeah, I think it's fascinating to look at that uh, in terms of kind of the ebbs and flows. And, and uh, uh, some have called uh, the pending Biden administration as kind of a caretaker administration that uh, what is most likely to happen in 2024 doesn't include uh, Joe Biden as part of that equation uh, one way or the other. <laughs> Uh, but I want to look at it just from this leadership standpoint. I love the fact that you went all the way through with Gerald Ford and even President Nixon and, of course, his departure uh, and then this emergence of a of a Ronald Reagan figure. And again, it doesn't uh, it's not necessarily that he, he was a Republican or a Democrat. It was the emergence of that style of leader. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. And, and again, I you know, when I look back, I see that President-elect Biden does have a lot of similarities to both Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. I mean, like President Ford, he won the nomination mainly because he was kind of a bland establishment candidate. Uh, we don't think about it much now, but Gerald Ford 
was confirmed as vice president because he offended hardly anybody. And with the support of the Republican establishment back then, he held off an insurgent challenger named Ronald Reagan. Uh, Also, uh, Biden today has a lot of similarities to Jimmy Carter. Uh, The Democratic majority in Congress today is much further to the left than Biden. Uh, The same thing happened to Carter. Uh, In fact, I suspect that uh, President-elect Biden is going to have as much trouble with the progressive wing as his own party as he will with Republicans. And so when you see Biden in this role as sort of that that mashup of uh, Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter, it does suggest this idea that it's going to be a transition, a holding pattern. And what comes next, you know, I, I don't know who the nominees will be or anything close to them, but um, what America needs to get through this transition is, uh, you know, what I would consider a 21st century Reagan who kind of redefines our political dialogue. And this won't be someone who repeats Ronald Reagan's talking points. Uh, you know, the issues today are different than they were in 1980. But it will be someone who can give voice to the public hopes and aspirations, someone who can address the 21st century issues um, and do so in a way that moves us a little bit closer to living up to our nation's founding ideals. Those founding ideals are still the driving force in America. Um, and the, uh, no matter how many years go by and how many uh, things shift in the issues and the political dynamics, um, ultimately that's what the public is looking for. We want to create a nation where we really can talk about everybody being created equal and having freedom and liberty and justice for all. Yeah. Fantastic. Great insight as always. Uh, Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster, our tag team partner uh, with Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics for our polling here in the state of Utah. Great piece uh, you can find on Deseret.com. We'll also put up on our Facebook page today talking about a Biden presidency and will it pave the way for a 21st century Reagan? Uh, I think that's going to be a really fascinating thing to watch. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, boy. All right. Uh, again, that's uh, Scott Rasmussen joining us. And uh, his piece is really great because I, I think the interesting thing is, is will the Biden presidency pave the way for a 21st century Reagan? Uh, but it could actually be a Reagan from the left as well as it could be a Reagan from the right. Uh, it's someone who can tap into, as Scott uh, rightly noted, uh, the the hopes and aspirations of the American people that can transcend uh, some of the political divide and the the uh, red hot rhetoric stuff, uh, and actually get down to the essence of what it means uh, to be a citizen in this country and what the opportunities are uh, for all of us to pursue. And uh, we're going to continue to watch that. The leadership component is just fascinating to me. Uh, will Joe Biden be a caretaker? Will he be able to advance an agenda? Uh, Scott suggested uh, he's going to have a lot of problems with the liberal wing of his party. Uh, he'll also have a very closely divided United States Senate. We won't find that out until the 5th of January, uh, so we'll continue to watch that. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for a bottom-of-the-hour break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your mental fitness, really important stuff for us moving into the holidays. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com 
or wherever you listen to podcasts.